0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the 24th episode of the Millennial Life and Men podcast. My name is Kimberly. I'm a career coach for millennials in the public sector, and I help women overcome imposter syndrome to live up to their career potential. I'm also a personal finance writer, and I'm here to help you develop the personal growth skills to make and manage your money meaningfully to create work-life balance. How? By tackling the self-doubt, imposter syndrome, and procrastination habits that are holding you back. And today we're going to be talking about what to do if your job interview didn't go well. This happens to everyone and it's happened to myself included. So in my last episode um, about um, the five ways to be a memorable and standout candidate, I discussed the story of actually when I got rejected twice from an organization. And although it could be easy for me to say "Oh, like a, I just did a bad interview and just forget about it and probably never talk about it. Um, I really think that there's a lot to be learned from doing bad job interviews. And bad is a very subjective word because a lot of times you might have felt that it went badly. There are rarely any times that it actually goes super badly unless, you know, you've showed up like an hour late or something like that that's when an interview goes really badly but a lot of times especially with people who have imposter syndrome and self-doubt we're really hard on ourselves and we're very self-critical about ourselves and we are our own worst critics so when a job interview doesn't go well it can feel not only disappointing but discouraging and it can feel like you know what's the point in going forward, and it can really hit us um, on a different level because we're so self-critical and we have such a high standards for ourselves that it can be really hard to move past. So this is a topic that I really wanted to talk about today because just so you know, I do bad job interviews as well, but they are learning experiences, and I going through my Instagram and I remembered actually a time last year when someone had asked me about how what what do you do when you have a bad job interview and I'm actually going to give you an update on her status as well and what happened after her interview because she did send me an update I really appreciate it by the way when you guys message me on uh, Instagram via DM um Anytime you have questions, please feel free. Always know that my inbox is always open. But also, I really love it when you guys give me updates on what happens, Um, because I just I'm so proud of like the community. But anyways, I want to focus, and today I really want to talk about what happens when a job interview goes badly, and. No, it's not just just forget about it, because I think it's such an important part of your career to go through bad job interviews and to constantly learn from your career and grow from it. So if you're interested or in knowing what to do when or if you have a bad job interview, then keep on listening. So the first thing that you should do after you've had a bad job interview is allow yourself to feel the disappointment. A lot of times, I feel like society, with this whole realm of like toxic positivity, just really pushes us to brush off negative experiences and negative feelings. But those feelings or and experiences are vital to our journey, our career journeys, but also to our emotional and personal development. So if you went for a job and you didn't get it, it's okay to feel disappointed. If you tried your hardest, if you answered all the questions the best you could, but you know, maybe the interviewer still didn't really react very well to them, or maybe you stuttered over your words or blanked out even after all of your studying, and it still didn't work out be okay and it's okay to be disappointed in the result so when you have a bad job interview don't just try to rush away from those feelings or numb them I know that's the first thing that many people will try to do is just like let's forget about it it never happened let's watch Netflix let's just do anything else right but that reaction of trying to numb out Negative feelings isn't healthy and it won't help you grow in the long run. So, the first thing that you can do when you've had a bad job interview is just to say, I feel disappointed. I feel discouraged. I feel this way. And you can say that you feel those ways, but don't try not to make statements that say, I am this, like I'm not good enough, because those are facts. Um, those statements are presented as facts, not as objectives. Um, objective feeling so you can say I feel sadness I feel disappointment I feel shame and that's a huge part of job interviews because you're being interviewed and evaluated by strangers and as people with imposter syndrome and self-doubt shame is a really really powerful emotion that can actually drive you to action or inaction and this is something Brene Brown talks a lot about you don't know who Brene Brown is she has a book called Daring Greatly that I highly recommend she is a researcher and like um public speaker on shame and vulnerability and one of the things that she talks a lot about is developing shame resilience and that is when you are you know developing basically your barrier to feeling shame and stop trying to run away from that feeling because if you feel shame you won't want to do it again and if you had a bad job interview I don't want you to not have another job interview of course you should have another job interview there will be plenty of other job interviews right but it is okay to feel disappointment right and the thing that I want you to do next after while you're feeling that disappointment is just remember you don't have to feel it completely alone. Um, one of the things that you can do when after you feel a disappointment, if you have this kind of network, and I'm sure as a person with self-doubt and syndrome, as a person that... Um, as a high achiever, you have, you know, friends or family that you could help confide in, right? Um, that can that can, you can confide in. Sorry, I didn't make that statement correctly. Um, but, you know, a partner, um, like a sister or brother or relative or best friend, if you feel disappointment after this experience talk it out with them right and just say I I didn't feel like that went very well and what happens after that is it releases the shame and emotion from you so your friends and family probably love you very much and they're very supportive and they know the potential and what you're capable of and they can help reassure you and say hey you know it's okay that you did a job a bad job interview but you're still a great you're such a great person you have so much skills you have so much um uh you have so much to offer like people like that, it's so important to have those types of people around you and to identify that kind of person. So obviously, don't go to, you know, the friend who's always been like kind of like a frenemy. Or if you don't have a good relationship with your friends or siblings or anything that say, Oh, like I told you, you shouldn't have gone for that. Try to identify and go to someone who you know, will listen and understand. Now, that's the first thing that you can do. But the second component to that is you can also journal about your feelings. You know, um, so this is when I say you're not alone, I actually feel like when I'm journaling, I actually am not alone either because I'm talking, I'm with my future and past self, right? And I like to think of like future Kim, what's what I call her, as you know, a separate person. And she's gonna be reading back on this one day and she's gonna reassure me that this is going to be okay, this is going to be Just a part of the career journey and how I like to think about that. And this is going to make me sound crazy now, but I like to think of like 21-year-old Kim. Like when I was 21, I thought everything was like the end of the world. I had so much disappointment. I had heartbreak. I had all these things that I thought would destroy me. And you know what? It didn't. So sometimes I wish I could go back to that past version of myself and say everything is going to be okay. And I actually read some of my journal entries from like when I was 21 22, like 10 almost 10 years ago and I think like, oh my gosh, like everything turned out fine. Everything is going to be okay. And sometimes when I write and I journal nowadays, I try to remember that like future Kim, like 40 year old Kim is going to say, hey, you know what? Your late 20s, your early 30s, all of this time, you're growing, you're learning, you're experiencing, you're putting yourself out there. It's going to be okay. The story ends fine, right? Everything will work out the way it is supposed to. Don't put your don't put yourself down. Don't feel like this shame, don't feel um like you're not a good person, right? Um and that's something that also really helps me and one of the things that I actually, when I journal and I write to myself, and one of the things I want to um, share with you today is a mindset shift when it comes to applying for jobs and not doing well. If you applied for a job that you didn't do well in, and I, I know my audience, I know the people who are listening to this podcast, you are high achievers. You know, you study, you do well in school, you all, your people, like people pleasers, just like me. So if you don't do well in a job interview, a lot of times it can be, you know, maybe um, you didn't communicate something correctly, or you put too much pressure on yourself. But remember that you just applied to a job that you felt very uncomfortable with, right? You shot for the stars. And you know, you shot for the moon, and you didn't exactly land there. But you're going to be among the stars. I know that's a cheesy saying. But when you Um, get disappointed for not getting a job, that means you had the courage to apply to that job that you really wanted, right? And give yourself credit for the effort, right? I always coach my clients on how to apply to uncomfortable jobs, not jobs that they feel comfortable in, not lateral career moves, because I have learned in my career journey that that is not going to get you very far. You can't move laterally for the rest of your life well you can but you're not going to be fulfilled right you have so much you're going to live up to so if you're applying to a job and you didn't get it and you're disappointed that means that you did something you um you were courageous you tried to do something that was out of your comfort zone that you weren't really sure about and didn't work out but that's okay you put the effort in and that is what i want you to concentrate on in this first area of when you're feeling disappointment give yourself credit for putting in the effort so that is the first thing you should be doing after you feel like you've done a bad job interview and that was really the mindset component about it and in this next section we're going to talk more about the tangible tips and actions that you can take afterwards so after you you know you've done the journaling you have talked to people about it you felt the disappointment now is the time to rectify whatever you feel like you made a mistake on and the way that you do that is through the follow-up email this is my way in of how I account for bad job interviews and how I make up for it so you should be sending a follow-up thank you email regardless if you if you had a good interview or a bad interview it is always customary um, to uh, send a thank you note however it is even more important if you feel like you did if you had a bad job interview, because in that email, that is how you are going to make up for any bad questions or discrepancies or any mistakes that you felt during the job interview. And I will use myself as an example. So during the job interview that I had with the federal government the first time, so that was in November 2019, I felt like I didn't address my gaps enough and my experience and, um, and skill set enough. So when I sent a follow-up email, I really accounted for that and I really reiterated all of my transferable skills and my transferable experience to make up for the fact that I didn't have the basic qualifications. Again, if you listened into episode 23, you'll know that the program that I applied to required people to have a business degree and uh, um, I didn't have that at all. So that is how I was able to use the follow-up email to compensate for my bad interview or what I felt like was a bad interview and it is actually really important to actually email people separately if it was a panel interview because that way you can talk to someone one-on-one and you might be able to personalize it more so so one of the hiring managers on the panel actually had worked in the same team that I had many years ago and obviously we worked um, he was much older than me so we had worked there at different timelines of our life in different roles. But it was something that we had in common. It was something that, you know, we knew some of the same people within the same department who were still there. It was a connection. And I made sure to um, really point out and highlight that connection in my follow up email. And it was different from the other interview panel, or that had I had a different connection with right? And that is really how you are able to bounce back from a bad job interview. Um, Another member of the MLA community did something different. She actually messaged me and she said she took my advice when she asked me, what does she do after a bad job interview? And she actually sent in a video response in her follow up email, because she felt like during her job interview, she wasn't energetic enough she didn't show enough enthusiasm or energy and she just wasn't feeling very high energy that day and it obviously showed to the um the uh, hiring team but she made up for that with that video follow-up email and they loved it Right. And so that is how you actually pivot and bounce back from a bad job interview is you make up for it in the follow up email. And after that, not only does it show you know, the employer um, and uh, that you're super interested in this position that you really want it, and also address any mistakes or or gaps. But what it does is it relieves the pressure from you, the stress from you, you have now done the interview to the best of your abilities you did everything you possibly could to get this job and now the ball is in their court and the decision is with them so there is nothing else to feel guilty about you did the absolute best you could and whatever decision they make now at that point you have no control over So really utilize that follow-up email, you know, in order to bounce back from a bad job interview. Okay, so now after you have, you know, addressed your mindset, felt the disappointment in not getting the job, and were able to either talk about it with a friend or family member or journal about it, and you really allowed yourself to not only feel the disappointment, but also give yourself credit for trying and for getting as far as you did and feeling proud of yourself for that. And then after your follow-up email for with the interview panel or interviewer, um, addressing any gaps or mistakes that you felt like you made in your interview and you alleviate that pressure and guilt from yourself, the next thing you can do is really learn from the experience and what do I mean by that I want you to reflect on what you felt you did poorly in the job interview and a lot of times that can come down to how you answer interview questions so if there were like little things that you did wrong like um you know maybe you arrived late and that is something that you need to address for next time that's an easier thing to remember it's just maybe next time you're going to have to leave um an account for more traffic or um, uh, for your zoom meeting or something along those lines so those are that's a little bit easier to fix but a lot of times what happens is you might have felt like you didn't answer the job interview questions very well so I always recommend to all of my clients and this has been something I've been doing for years actual years is I write down every question that they asked me in the interview and then what I responded with so if they ask me you know um, tell me about a time that you had to deal with like lots of pressure or stress in um, at work right I I will write down the experience that I chose and then I will evaluate was that the best answer and why or why not and um, what could I have said instead And I have a bank of like so many interview questions that I've been asked along the way. And what this does is it allows me to learn from my experiences. So I am able to learn how to create better interview answers now because I was like, oh, like that, that answer wasn't that the best example. You know, I could have used this example instead. I could have done this instead, right? Because a lot of times when you're asked interview questions, of course you practice, but you know, you don't know every single interview question that they're ever going to ask you. A lot of times you might be thrown curveballs, And if you're anything like me, thinking on the spot can be kind of difficult. And sometimes you're just pulling like the first thing that can come out of your mind because um, the silence is kind of scary when they're all like looking at you for an answer. And I happen to turn like bright red during panel interviews because I just feel like um, a, bit, a lot of stress when a lot of people are looking at me because I don't personally like to be the center of attention in any situation so that is something that I feel a lot so what I've been doing is I write down every single interview question and the answer I could I responded with and think about how I could have responded to it better and this won't do that much for you in the immediate um the present situation but it does like massive strides In future interviews. Whenever I'm preparing for an interview now, I have this bank of questions that were real questions that um, interviewers asked me. So it wasn't just like um things that I searched off the internet, which is a good like starting off point in some areas. But when you get down to your niche, when you get down to your industry, they ask you very like industry-specific questions. And now I have a bank of questions that other they ask other people. Right. And so I have time to think about what Kind of skill sets they're looking for. What I should be developing. What um what are going to be the best experiences for those questions now, right? So I can actually have something really solid to work off of when I'm doing my interview prep for the next interview around. And I don't do like interviews every single year or anything like that. Well, actually, sometimes I do, um, because I try to go for promotions and other things like that. But I. It is just such a great thing—a bank of questions to have and to refer back to. Not only that, but when you actually ask yourself, like, um, when you keep a record of all of your interview questions, you're able to also think about, you know, the experiences and the skills that they are looking for. And this is something I really teach my coaching clients. I actually have something called. Um, an accomplishment slash interview matrix on how to be able to categorize your experiences and really be able to create full and memorable interview answers and a lot of that is just based on feedback so if you do a bad job interview you have that feedback you now know what you're doing poorly And the last thing that you can do, and this is really like a bonus thing, because not everyone will not every employer will um, respond to this. But if you do a job interview and it went poorly, you can always ask for feedback, right? You took your time out of your day to interview with this employer. And if you're within public service or you're within a certain realm, it might the competition might have taken months. For, in my case, it took like over a year and I had to do multiple exams and multiple interviews. Right. So a lot of employers understand and recognize the time and effort that people and candidates are putting into their interviews and some Um, applications and I've been a part of them as well actually require like a portfolio component um, like answering certain questions I actually had to write an essay for this one as well like it takes a lot of time so a lot of employers will be willing to help you if you just ask so one of the things I really have done um, started doing in the past couple of years that's helped me immensely after I've had bad job interviews or after I just don't like move on to the next round, and I don't know why is I just ask for feedback. And really, some people will say no, or they won't respond, or they give you a generic response. But sometimes people are actually really helpful and really nice. And I can think of two times where this was really, really helpful. Um, so I told you that as a part of this internship program that I had applied to, like I had to go through like a year of exams and um, in, uh, online interview questions and things like that, right? Well, like I would have to say like 2017, 16, 2017, maybe, I think it's 2017. Yeah, in 2017. I applied for a job. And I did a test and I didn't move to the next round. And um, when the hiring manager, like HR person told me that um, she, uh, she asked, let me know if you like want to discuss anything else, right? Unfortunately, you didn't move to the next round, blah, 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 right? We wish you the best. And I just wrote back and said, I would love to hear your feedback on my test, right? And she actually called me. And I thought she was just going to give me some generic response about my test and why I didn't move on to the next round. She went line by line through each and every question on that on that exam, and told me what I did wrong. And I learned so much from that experience. And that's why I'm able to test better now because I got that like insider um, insight on what I did badly on my test in 2017. She, I did all the stuff that I didn't know that I was doing wrong or she was like, as an like, you know, as a hiring manager, we, we value this, not this. Right. And again, I would have never known that those were the bad areas of my tests and I wouldn't have done as well in the tests that I took in 2018 and 2019 for the federal government if she hadn't walked me through what I was doing badly in 2017 if that makes sense so a lot of times you'll be surprised by the feedback that people will be willing to give, especially if you've gone through multiple rounds or multiple interviews, and you were a really strong candidate for them. They really probably did really want you. And it was probably a very difficult choice. Um, I've been on the interview table as well. Like sometimes it's hard. And sometimes actually people don't agree on who should be hired, right as a part of the panel. So um, you never know it doesn't hurt at all to ask so when they send you like the you know interviewer or whoever sends you the email that says um uh unfortunately you are not selected to move on to the next round or we chose to go with another candidate always reply back with just kindness and this is one of those things that i talked about in um, episode 23 about being a memorable candidate is really being able to reach out and show genuine interest in the position and not just that This was another job that you applied to randomly kind of thing right and just say i'm I'm disappointed but i would love to hear your feedback right thank you so much for your time and consideration for me for this application you can reply for an email like just like that and at the end of the day it's up to them right you can't don't feel bad about the things that you can't control because uh, you've done everything you possibly could. And at the end of the day, it's up to their decision on how they want to react to that. So yeah, sometimes people say no, or they just don't respond and they delete your email. Um, but other times you'll be surprised and what the feedback that I've gotten as, as well. So one of the feedback that I got in like September 2020, and something that I'm learning, like I didn't even know about myself, even as someone who like talks about interviews and stuff like that. An imposter syndrome, I still deal with it every single day. So one of the things, um, uh, the feedback that I got during my September 2020 um, interview, um, so this was for the federal government program that I had been rejected from in December 2019. one of the things that he told me was that I was obviously very experienced because I was actually working in the role at that point already. I had already accepted the same position with another organization in February, right? I was very skilled and experienced, but my communication style was not was something that um, really hurt my point system like when they were evaluating right and it was just basically how I talked about my experiences and stuff and I thought that was really interesting because first of all I've never had that feedback before but second of all you know I do I do this podcast I have the blog I do other things and so I know how to answer an interview question and then I was replaying and reflecting so I did this portion of it right and I was like what what could I have done better? And I realized, you know what? When I was answering a lot of those interview questions, I was so long-winded because I still feel like a fraud. I I like still feel like I sh- shouldn't be in the position I am at my work. I still feel that imposter syndrome that one day someone is going to email me back and say, you are not qualified for this position or you're not experienced. Um uh, despite all of the results, all the things, all the feedback I get from my clients, from my managers, from my supervisors who have been nothing but positive and helpful, like I get calls from my clients and they're like, thank you so much for all your help. You're so great. Like, and I still feel like I'm, I'm an imposter sometimes. And that really showed during my interview. Like when I was answering some of those questions, I was like, oh, like as someone who like talks about and coaches people, I was like, oh, I shouldn't have answered that in such a a way that I was still justifying my experiences and my skills like I was still there were a lot of times in that interview where I could have just made a statement and just be done with it but I kept babbling on and, ta- and talking because I was still justifying hey I'm experienced hey I have the skill set and the thing is like it's it's already clearly demonstrated right and that's something I still have to constantly work on and I'm so glad I went through that um job interview with the federal government in 20. 20- Um, in September 2020, because like, I'm so glad that I learned this about myself so that when I apply for a new like a senior role or another position, I know now to withhold that imposter syndrome and not let that imposter syndrome come out during my job interview. Hey, I don't have to justify every single action or decision I make. I know what I'm doing, right? I have the skills and experience. It's so hard sometimes for me to believe that right? Because I don't have certain certifications, I don't have a business degree, I don't have certain types of experiences that all my other colleagues have. And it makes me feel like I'm not, I feel like someone is just going to call me out someday, right? And I have to lean in and keep working through that feeling. And this is something I talk about with some of my clients is that, you know, even when you get to the portion, like, Imposter syndrome is something that I really coach people on, and I really teach a lot my clients in my program because it will come up even when you get the job. So I I coach clients a lot on how to apply to break out of their careers, apply for jobs and positions that they feel very uncomfortable for, that they feel like they're unqualified for. And something I always have to tell them is like, you know, the imposter syndrome doesn't go away even when you're in the position. So I am in the position I've always wanted to be in. I it still doesn't feel good I still feel like I'm not supposed to be here even though I am here and even though I have the validation from like other companies other organizations other things I still try to justify it's like maybe it was just luck like maybe it was this maybe it was that no like it's so hard for me to lean into the fact that I actually am worthy of all this and it keeps coming up so that's why it's so important to get this type of feedback and reflect on your experiences so that is what you can do if you have had a bad job interview. This happens to everyone. And if you're listening to this and it's because you had a bad job interview, know that you're not alone. And it doesn't mean have to mean anything about you if you don't let it. So to recap all the things that we discussed on this episode, it is firstly, when you've had a bad job interview – just like, allow yourself to feel the disappointment, you know, allow yourself to, you know, know that you tried really hard for something and it didn't work out. And that is okay. Instead of just trying to brush it off, because what we're trying to do is develop shame resilience. And if you push it away and try not to tell anyone about it, that is actually what contributes to shame and makes it grow if you try to repress it. So allow yourself to feel the disappointment and then confide and share the experience with a trusted family member or friend who you know um, will be able to give you a positive outlook and also not just positive but in a way that um, they know you very well and they will be able to reassure you that this is okay. And secondly, um, if you either want to, um, don't have someone to talk to about it, journal about it, right? And really, when you were journaling about your experiences and about your disappointment, think about your future and like what your future self would tell your past, yourself currently in this situation, and try to stray away from I am statements that are negative and say, I feel statements. So I feel like I didn't do enough in that interview. I feel disappointment, not that I am not worthy. Don't make statements like that don't make statements that say that say I am not good enough, right? It just feel you can say I feel because a feeling is subjective. It's just an observation. It is not a fact. And after you move through the mindset um, component, really look into the actionable steps that you can take after a bad job interview. And that, that secret really lies within the follow up email, you know, so make sure you follow up as a thank you note for your interviewers, if you had more than one and address any gaps or any questions that you didn't think that you answered very well in the interview or like that MLA member community member send a video if you feel like you didn't show enough enthusiasm and the secret to this is also really to um, email people if it's more than one interviewer separately. And after that, really reflect on the experience of the interview and write down every single question that they asked you and the answer that you gave to them and how it could have been better. And just think about and reflect on your experience on what your perception of what you could have done better is. And the last thing is to ask for feedback during your interview. And I didn't mention this while I was talking about it. But the great thing about feedback is you get to know the good and the bad. So um, one of the things that has been really an eye opening for me during my feedback sessions for some of my interviews is I also learned what I did well. So that's what I lean into, right? So when they said, hey, that was a really good interview answer. I was like, awesome. I'm going to keep using that then. I'm going to keep expanding on that kind of realm or experience, right? Um, But when you ask for feedback, you also get to reflect on what you could do better subjectively from, uh, sorry, objectively from the hiring manager's point of view. So in my case, I didn't do exams very well in 2017. And I didn't know why. But when a hiring manager went through it with me, I was like, Oh, this is what you're looking for. This is what you want. Right. And then during my, you know, interview with the federal government, um, my follow up one in September 2020, I really learned how my imposter syndrome really tends to still come up. And now I'm learning how to address it in a new and different way that I wasn't even aware of. So I'm so glad I went through that feedback session, because if I had just curled up in a ball, and didn't tell anyone about that job interview, like I would have never done all of this, right. So I'm going to give you like, an I maybe I shouldn't have done this at the end of the episode, but in case it wasn't clear what happened, and in case you didn't listen to episode 23, um, in 2018, I applied for an internship program, didn't get it, spent all of September, like all of 2019 doing exams and stuff, and in November 2019, I still didn't get it, um, And sorry, November 2020. 20- December 2020 I didn't still didn't get it and um in August of 2020 the hiring manager who had rejected me in December emailed me to see if I would be interested in that position and I accepted the interview even though um I didn't think I wanted to but my career mentor really you know um pushed me on it because he said that this was you know an opportunity you don't say no to opportunities um not because you're scared right And you know what, like the fact that I went through like two job interviews with this organization and like a whole year of exams and other interviews and I still didn't get the job could seem really embarrassing actually. Like if you really think about it, like I tried really hard for like almost two years, like 2018 is when I applied October 2018. I got my second rejection in September 2020. That's a long time, two years to get rejected multiple times. It can be very, it can look really embarrassing, but I'm not embarrassed by it, right? Like I'm proud of everything that I learned. And I'm so proud of myself for the way that I showed up. And even though it didn't work out, I know that all the experiences I have, I'm gonna, I take so much from it. And when I become more advanced in my career I'm gonna I I know I'm still gonna draw on what happened right like I didn't get this job that is okay I'm know I'm gonna still be able to do really really well and learn and grow from it um but yeah I know I don't know if I repeated that like twice I might have to like figure it out if I edit this podcast a little bit but I just um I just wanted to share with you that like you know a lot of times things don't work out and that is okay it's okay that things don't work out. I'm so ha- much happier where I am I am right now. And that's one of the reasons why I didn't really want to take the interview in September, 2020, because I was like, I don't really want to leave my job. I love what I do. I really do. I love my team. I love where I am. I'm very happy. Um, but of course, things in life will change. And I'm sure I'm bound to do more bad interviews in the future because I'm probably making mistakes that I... I'm going to probably make future mistakes that i'm not even aware of right now and i can't wait for that because that means that i'm going to be up leveling into the next portion of my career so that's one of the things that i really like i wanted to talk about is like you know at the beginning with the mindset you are going to, like, if you're applying for a job that, you know, and you're disappointed, it means you really wanted it. If I applied for, like, an easy job, I, there are jobs that I look on online, and I'm like, I could definitely apply for that. I can definitely get that. That's easy, right? But that's not where I want to be in my life. I'm going to be applying for jobs in the future that are going to be very hard, are going to be very difficult, that are going to probably push me, and I'm going to make embarrassing mistakes that I didn't even know that I could, right? Um. Because that's just when it's going to happen. And that's okay, right? That's okay. Um, I'm going to learn from them and it's going to get me to where I want to be eventually in life. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Oh my God, I've talked so much in the outro. (laughs) Um, This is a lot longer than I thought it would be. But if you have any questions, if you have just bombed an interview or you felt like you didn't do well in an interview, Just know that you only, an interview is only bad if you choose not to learn and grow from it. If you do, if you do everything in this, um, that we discussed in this episode, then it's not a bad interview. It was a learning experience. So I hope you found this helpful. DM me if you have any questions. I'm so happy to hear and like, let me know if you've ever had a bad job interview as well, because been there done that I could have I can actually tell you some a lot of other stories but this podcast episode could be so long so thank you so much for listening I truly appreciate it and until next time happy saving and spending if you enjoyed listening to this episode of the money and life and men podcast I highly encourage you to leave a review or rating on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. This helps more people discover the podcast and become a part of this community. Remember, we're all figuring out this work life money thing together.